Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this radio broadcast is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will begin the next sermon in the New Testament section of the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. But before we go into the Sunday message, let me remind you about our church website for serious Bible study. The address is www.shiarjashub.org. Now, let's join Pastor Greg for this instructive lesson from God's Holy Word. The last time we closed the book of 1 Corinthians in the study, and we uh, read in chapter 11, verse 18, For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. We said how sin and pride and arrogance, how worldly religion will lead to divisions in the church, factions, even heresies. But as such offenses come, then God uses them to show those who are approved, his true servants, that they may be made manifest, that they may be recognized, that they may be evident. And we read Matthew Henry's commentary where he said, the wisdom of God can make the wickedness of others a foil, something that makes the other seem better by contrast to the integrity of the saints. So while God does not want divisions, because of sin, divisions come, and then God will use them to show what is his word, what is approved, and what is not. But we also saw the heart's desire of God, the perfect will of God, what he desires, what he wants, when we read uh, in chapter 10, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. One bread, one body. That is a heart's desire for the church. And we left off last time in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, at the Last Supper, at the communion, where Jesus taught very clearly when he prayed for all believers in chapter 17, verse 20, he said, I do not pray for these alone, meaning the disciples with him, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect, perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So it's very clear 
the heart's desire of the Lord Jesus Christ. This prayer, this ending prayer at the Last Supper was for the church of all time, all believers who believe the Word of God to be one, a perfect one in Jesus Christ. So we have this ideal, we have the standard, we have the perfect, this concept of the one universal body of Christ with different offices, different roles within it, which hopefully we'll be able to study. And we're not talking about a formal institution um, here, not at all. Rather, we're saying all true believers in their local churches throughout the whole earth, those who really believe in Jesus Christ, being in agreement under the mind of the Lord Jesus, being that perfect one. That's the ideal. In Corinth, we saw the world, worldly religion, the flesh, how carnality comes in, and so you get the visions, and then there's sin and there's arrogance, and God has to use the visions so that his true teaching comes out. But God's heart's desire is that his people be one. And we saw from Matthew 18, verses 18 to 20 last time, that there is power in complete unity. When we agree, where two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, and they agree on anything, they agree on earth concerning anything that they ask. It will be done for them. There is power in agreement. We see it here. He says that the world may believe that you sent me. It gives power to the testimony of Christ when we are one. He says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. The glory of God, the power of God is manifest. We saw that power in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place the perfect one this power the power of the Holy Spirit comes down when believers are in agreement they agree in the mind of Jesus Christ so the goal is clear the ideal is clear but today the churches are splintered. That's the reality. Today, there is corruption, as in Corinth, but on a much grander scale because the church has grown and spread throughout the earth. Today, there is confusion. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, and we've looked at this before, but now we want to look at it with the eye of trying to see what the Lord is saying about the unity of the body of Christ versus divisions and splinters and factions and heresies. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with meekness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. And that's a key to bringing the body of Christ together. The motive, the attitude is love, not pride. Corinth was very prideful, very boastful, boasting in this teacher, that teacher. I follow this one, I follow that one. Rather, just the opposite here, he says, with all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. That has to be the attitude to deal with the divisions. Endeavoring to keep the what? The unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. To bring peace between believers. 
the unity of the Spirit. Remember, we're not talking about ecumenicalism in the modern sense of the word. We made that clear last week. I won't go over it again, that we're not speaking of everyone just agreeing to agree to feel good and feel huggy and peaceful. We're speaking about in Christ, in the Lord Jesus Christ, one in Him. How do those who truly believe in Jesus, how do they attain to that point of being one, one body, one bread? He says, with lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring. You have to endeavor. It's an action. It's an act of will to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is, again, we read it, one body and one Spirit. Now, we're not speaking about one body, one institution. There is one body, one Jesus Christ, one church with a capital C. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who was above all and through all and in you all. So really, the ideal, if we are all in Christ and the Spirit of God dwells in us and we have the mind of Christ, we should agree because Jesus is not splintered. Jesus is not schizophrenic. He has a perfect will. The problem is the visions come in because we're not always in the Spirit. We have pride. We have little areas of our lives. We want to hold on to our will, not his will. Then you multiply that in individuals gathered together in a social assembly called the church, right? And people tend to gravitate towards like, and you'll have different splinterings, one going one way, one going the other way not having the fullness of Christ, his mind, because of our sinful nature. But if the same Jesus lives in you and lives in me and each one of us, if there is an issue, he has an answer to it. If we submit ourselves, and so the idea of lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, and a lot of times when you see debates, what happens among Christians, people get very irate and angry. And that's just the opposite of the spirit that Paul is speaking about here, endeavoring to keep unity in the spirit in the bond of peace. And that doesn't mean that you acquiesce over something that's right. If you know the truth of God in air and you're praying about it and the other person is going off, you don't give in to compromise, but make sure what you're holding on to tightly is really the truth of God. How many times what we have inside of us is what we inherited as children in a teaching in a church, which might be 80% true, but 20% there was stuff that was not of the Lord. It could be traditions, it could be some teaching, some lack of faith, whatever it is, and we hold on to it rather than saying, Jesus, teach me today from your word that I keep that which is right, and I get rid of that which is wrong. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one body and one spirit, as you were called in one hope of your calling. Then he goes on, after he has spoken about the one body, he discusses the, the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the offices in the church. He says down in verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers 
Verse 12, why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying, the building up, to be edified of the body of Christ, to be built up in knowledge. Verse 13, till, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Now, when I talk about a movement called unity, there's a church called unity, which is as cultic as you can get. It's the New Age movement. The unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a what? Perfect man. Just like Jesus said, perfect one, perfect in one. Same word here, perfect man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Pastor Greg Scalzo will be continuing this sermon from the Heavenly Authority series in our next broadcast. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Services include praise and worship, the Lord's Supper and prayer, and an anointed teaching from Pastor Greg. Currently, we are in a fascinating study of eschatology and last-day events. You can find directions and information about our services, as well as a library of hundreds of radio programs on our church's website at www.shiarjashub.org. The address again is www.shear-jashub.org. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.